Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the 204th time, I'm not Joe Flacco. This is not Joe Flacco, the podcast. Uh, Doug Trevor and I just got done with drafting Doug's Fantasy Football League. We've got my old league tomorrow. There's my, my league has a new daddy. And because I didn't want to talk to my kids anymore. So here we are. Um, but back-to-back fantasy drafts. What did you guys think of today's draft? Without like going into like no, – there's nothing worse than listening to people talk about their fantasy football teams. But um, let's briefly just talk about our fantasy football teams. What did you guys think of your draft? My team's got a lot of potential, I would say. Who's your best pick, Doug? I don't know. I gotta look at it again. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I got some good running backs. I think I got Dalvin yeah, Cook. You definitely got good running backs. Swift, J.K. Dobbins, and uh, I like Ramondre Stevenson. I felt like that was a good pick. You remind you Ramondre of a girl I used to know. Ramondre. <laughs> um, we. I think. Do you have Hawkinson and uh, Pitts, Doug? Yeah. Yeah, we we need to talk offline. <laughs> I've, I've got fucking Tyler Higby. Um, Trevor, what'd you think of your draft? Uh, it was honestly it was annoying. It was poor planning on my part and uh, some just some some bad timing. Well, of course the roommate <laughs> just, just couldn't get her shit together uh, to get home from the store with dinner with with the making. So I'm in the middle of making dinner when the draft starts. Yeah, seven seven o'clock is. Uh, I I, t- I think I took T Higgins. It was an auto draft for T Higgins, and I think that was way too early for him. What are you talking uh, about? He's a beast. Yeah, yeah, but just for I mean, yeah, he is. But I think it's what my third pick. Third pick, second pick, maybe. Najee Debo and T Higgins. Yeah, I I ended up yeah. with uh, Trey Lance the quarterback. <laughs> so. That was that feels like more of a hope pick, but uh, Dak. I was I was like gonna pick Dak, and I waited, and waited, and waited, and he went like right before me. And so I was then I was like not a panic pick, but I'm like okay. At this point, people are going for backups, and Trey's a perfect backup to draft. So I'll draft him as my starter. So. Anyway, yeah, I think me and you were the last two guys to get quarterbacks. I got Stafford. I think I picked Stafford over Dak. Yeah, you Stafford and Dak and was were still there. And I was like, I managed to talk myself into Trey Lance after the fact. Like, I think he's gonna be okay. Um, but like Josh Allen in his second season was sixth in fantasy points. RG three when Shanahan was his coach was fifth in fantasy points his first year. So I've got, you know, and, and Josh Allen's second year, so before he turned into fucking Josh Allen. Um, that so anyway, that's the and if you look at uh so I was looking at and Jimmy G, if we just if I just Jimmy G plus five hundred yards and an extra four rushing touchdowns and Trey Lance is top ten. So 
that's the formula for 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 me in fantasy right now. And if I do that, if I pulled it off, then I ended up with some really nice wide receivers because I wasn't drafting quarterbacks or tight ends really at all. Um, so no football this weekend. So so I don't get to talk about my team. What's up? <laughs> Did I, I asked you and we talked? No, about I, I know, and, and I was talking, and then you went on a fucking tangent about fucking Trey Lance. So. Well, the fucking. The, <laughs> It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. It's I, going uh, the other way plenty I, of times. Oh, Trevor, sure. I, I like your team. Trevor. Not bad. Not bad. I like uh I, my my best my favorite pick, I think, was George Pickens, like pretty fucking late. Um I think my receivers are iffy. Oh, and uh uh Jacobs. Jacobs was another like panic three seconds left pick. Yeah. And I did not like him on my team last year either. I would not have picked him. Um yeah. But dude, you got good receivers, good quarterback, Najee Harris. Yeah, yeah. I, pick, I pick, I pick Mahomes. You know, I think he's my fourth or fifth pick. Fifth pick, he was there, and it was. And I usually don't pick uh, quarterbacks that early either. But if it was him or Herbert, and I th- Herbert went fucking real early. Right? Yeah, yeah. Herbert went really early. Well, good thing I got him on. I got him for a dollar, and I'm gonna fucking franchise him. The the nice, nice thing, the, the thing I like about the, is that like the, well, I'm sorry, yeah. I was just gonna say, Trevor, you're excited to keep your guy in our keeper league that's ending after this year. It is ending after this year. I'm fucking done. <laughs> I don't even want to do this draft tomorrow. Why? Yeah, because I, I gotta do another one. Why is everybody? <laughs> why, I don't understand. Like this is, I'm excited about this. That's the whole point of a fucking keeper league. Like. Watch it develop and, and get into it. Like that's the whole fucking point. I so t- today was a perfect encapsulation of why I hate fantasy now. Was because I was like invested in like writing shit up for the podcast and like okay we're gonna do a fucking preview show and like I'm gonna have some stuff prepared. I'm like no, I'm like usual and uh, and then it was like I got the alert that it was like your draft starts in 90 minutes. I'm like fuck. So I had to stop and fucking do this fucking draft. I had to like my cheat sheet. I hadn't I hadn't gotten my cheat sheet off the internet yet. Uh, so I, I I think I think it's safe to say, and same thing happened. The older you get, and the more things that you need to do in your day, and everybody's planning a draft. There's never a fucking time. It's like yeah, I think I'm open at that point, but it's like I have no like 100 percent obligations that would keep me off my phone for an hour, but. It's- there's it's not always even something that. going on, and it's and not... like it takes Ooh. right, and so I don't know. I've I've stopped putting in a ton of like I I don't fucking research or look at any like I'll, I'll glance at some shit, like I'll t- keep some mental notes from things I see from preseasons and like th- that's about it. I don't think I'm. I don't know. I I still enjoy it. I still think it's fun. I've I've got a system for drafting football, that not been, baseball. That has been I'm very comfortable with, but. Uh, and it doesn't require really fucking any research other than the fact that I spend a couple hours every fucking week talking to you guys and then X number of hours during the week just thinking about football. That's the thing for me about fantasy football at this point is like it's the least fun football activity for me. There's watching football. There's talking about football. There's doing memes and fucking fantasy football is fucking fourth. Um, and it used to be second. So like it's just it's just further down the fucking totem pole. Um, oh, by the way, I've come up with a name for for my little podcast studio down here. Um, 
Debo's chicken coop. Because I am fucking sweating right now. And it's got the <laughs> Niner fucking thing going on, but Debo's chicken coop. Um, Debo. So it's you got the Niner thing going. Niner reference, it's fucking perfect. So anyway, I might get some I might get some neon, like you see the fucking chicks have up in their bedroom now. They've got fucking uh, neon writing and shit all over the place. I might get that just like hot pink fucking Debo's chicken coop. Debo. Um, Anyways, uh, somebody's asking. Oh, somebody, somebody, did somebody ask a question? Oh, we got some questions. Oh, yeah, we got a bunch of questions because all the fucking, oh, this is great. All the storyline questions that I put in, that I asked the followers for, are in the questions that I can answer on here on IG. So that's convenient. Um, But I figure we'll start with, this is the Super Bowl preview episode. Um, Yeah. Let's 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 just dive in. General thoughts. We'll start with Doug. General thoughts on the season we're about to walk into, Doug. Um, I don't think there's really a team that's uh, head and shoulders above everybody else. You know, there's always a team that you feel like everybody's going to be chasing. I think it's pretty wide open going into the season. I think there's I think there's a solid eight to ten teams that got got a chance at it this year. The Bills feel like that team. Yeah, that's like the consensus Super Bowl pick at this point would be the if you had to bet your if you had to bet a family member's life on it, like had to. It feels like it, everybody's like saying it's the Bills. So, yeah, I mean, there's a there's always going to be a team, but I'm just saying I don't think the Bills are way above the Rams or some of the other teams, you know. So yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down, Trevor. General general thoughts on on what we're getting ourselves into here this season i would uh i'm gonna lean towards uh take doug's lead on that that um i like and i like it that way i like that there's there isn't this like oh you got to beat this team to, to do anything right um i think there's a lot of contenders i'm excited to see if there are certain teams out there that can turn the corner like the fucking chargers um It'll be fun to see, you know, lots of coaching changes, player personnel changes. Uh, I'm excited to see what New Orleans is going to do. I am still optimistic. Uh, It is it is week zero. Finally, I think all it is is because we finally just at least semi concentrated on linemen this year, right? Because it's been five years without that. So, um, I don't know, man. So scale of I'm looking forward to it. Scale of zero to a hundred, how confident are you in the Giants? Week zero, eighty percent. Eighty percent confidence. So like playoff spot. Potential. Eighty percent. Potential playoff. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna yeah, I, I, I feel like this, the, this the should Cowboys, be a, this, this should Cowboys be a new segment here. where we just where we just take your take your temperature every week. Yes. Yeah. See how confident you are. You should. Yeah. Because it, it'll, I mean, it'll be a fucking wild ride. It'll be a roller coaster, <laughs> or just one of those, you know, Tower of Terrors. Just right, just, yeah, real quick drop. It's either eighty or zero. It's either eighty or zero. I mean, there's still, um, neg- still negatives that I'll have to carry over into next season. So yeah, the I guess the thing for me, and maybe it's just because of where my team's at, but the amount of young quarterbacks that have something to prove right now is 
and and maybe even some of the old ones, like even if you include Russ in there, that ha- and and Rogers who doesn't have Devontae, and like Matt Ryan at a new plot. Matt new Ryan's spot. in a new spot. Like a lot of QB ch- turnover, a lot of guys with some shit to prove, um, and I think I mean that's there's going to be drama for sure. I mean you've even got like Cam Newton can't find a team right now. Um, yeah. He's probably done, but like they probably think he's too big a personality to be a backup. But you know, I mean, it's like there's talent out there, and uh, there's a lot of guys with a shit ton to prove. Um, Tua, I feel like even Mac Jones has something to prove this year, even though I had I had the solid rookie season, but now he's got fucking what's his fucking name? Matt Patricia and uh, um, the Giants coach. What's his fucking name? Uh, Belichick's going to be up his ass. I mean, he's got that like learning curve of a rookie season, and the expectations are fucking high. I think. I think Belichick said something pretty nice about him recently, right? Like, say it's like it's like night and day from last year for Mac Jones. Like he's wow. he's a lot better. He said something to that effect. Well, Mac, uh, he he lost a ton of weight or fucking leaned into like changing his body this year. He like showed up with shoulders and shit. Um, it. Uh, there, there was he, he, he wasn't fucking getting any DUIs this fucking summer. That's for sure. So, um, anyways, let's, I guess we can start with the the AFC East. Here are my here are my four storylines for the AFC East, and I kind of touched on some of these. But um, Bills to me is Super Bowl or bust. The Dolphins, yet the rookie coach, and I, I guess there's something. Well, I'll just get ripped through these. Rookie coach plus a QB with something to prove. What the fuck is Zach Wilson? Another QB with something to prove. And what is going? What is Bill doing with his offensive play calling? Like what? That that to me is going to be like that could change the entire division. Is do Matt Patricia and what was the Giants coach last year? What was his name? Why am I blanking? He's very forgettable. What's that guy's name, Trevor? Who? I can. I can. The coach from last year. I don't remember. The, the Giants coach. <laughs> How do you? I don't remember. How do we not know this? This is terrible. Um, very forgettable. Like I said, somebody put somebody put it in the fucking chat so I can fucking I can shake my head. It's I I keep wanting to call him something Jones, but that doesn't work. Joe, Joe, Judge. 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 <laughs> Joe Judge. Joe Judge. Joe Judge. There we go. Man. I got just for the record, I got there before I saw anything in the chat. Um, I did too. So you got, got, got you, Daniel Jones. Sorry, you got Joe Judge, Matt Patricia, and Mac Jones are the triumvirate, the offensive triumvirate there for for the Patriots. I think that like then you've got McDaniel and Tua. Uh, and then, like Josh Allen has a new offensive coordinator because Dable went to um, Dable Giants. The Giants. Dable, and like the longest tenured <laughs> play caller in in the AFC East is um, Mike Lafleur, not Matt Lafleur. Mike Lafleur, Matt's brother. Lafleur. Yep. So he's yes, the long, longest tenured play caller in the AFC East. Guy Lafleur. Um. I don't know who's your. I, I guess the the Bills is the is the pick to come out of there, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta be unanimous. Move on. Keep it moving. 
Um, who's any any wild cards in here? It'll be interesting to see what Mike was it Mike McDaniel's what yeah. he can do with Waddle and Tyree Hill. Yeah, with two like, with Tua throwing to. I mean, we shit on Tua a lot, but Tua's pretty good. I mean, he's not terrible. I mean, they, we can question his arm strength, but he's still pretty good. Yeah, so I mean, let's see be, how – I mean, we'll see how good he is, I guess. But Interesting team. Very interesting. Yeah. We'll be watching. Um, okay. AFC North. That's where it gets interesting. So North, North. headlines, storylines I've got for the – oh, and shout out to everybody that submitted uh, a storyline on the uh, – on the on the story today on the IG story. Um, but a uh, negative shout out for anybody who, instead of putting in a storyline, put in their prediction for the season. Don't give a shit about your fucking predictions. I, I didn't want to read it. Somebody was like, Pat Mahomes is going to tear his ACL. Uh, okay, fine. This is, you're not helping. <laughs> it's you. This is negative help. So you get negative shout outs. Um, Steelers. That, that's a taint attempt. Yeah, probably. Um, and I already made this meme, but can the Steelers make the playoffs when they've got three backup quarterbacks on the team? Uh, I think it's probably a, a pretty decent problem that Kenny Pickett is not starting. I mean, I'll, I'm going to make the argument against the three backups because I think oh. Trubisky, Trubisky was held back incredibly by fucking Nagy, right? And I think he's still better than a bunch of starting quarterbacks in the league. But Trubisky didn't start last year in Buffalo either, though. No, he didn't. But he's not. He was a backup. Yeah, (laughs) he certainly wasn't going to. Right, but he's. I think he's better. He's he's high on the backup draft. So he flashes, but he was never consistent. I know. I mean, Um, I blame Nagy. So I think I I think they don't have backup quarterback. But I think Kenny Pickett is going to be fucking real good. Did you draft Kenny Pickett? I did. <laughs> like Jesus. last second, second to last pick, just to just to do it, um, yeah, just to drop him in three weeks. Yeah, I mean, this is like, like a the guy who doesn't have to bring his fucking jersey to the games. Yeah, yeah, I'll take him. Yeah, I mean, I I don't, I don't think I don't think that's a team of backup quarterbacks. But I think I think they're I think they got a good quarterback competition happening right there. And and um, post Ben, I think they're in good shape. Yeah, I'm. I'm not buying that. Okay. I mean, Trubisky. Trubisky is Drew Locke if he didn't know any young Jeezy lyrics. Like if he spent that time studying the playbook, Drew Locke would just be Mitch Trubisky. Like I, I disagree. I think I think Trubisky's way better than that. But we'll see. Right, I think he's. I think he's better than Drew Locke, but not much. He's like a. He's like a bigger, stronger Colt McCoy. Yeah. Also, sure. not a compliment. See where we're going. No. <laughs> like, Wasn't meant to be. Right. Okay. Um, so the, the for the Browns, can they survive the 11 games without Deshaun with Jacoby Brissett? And uh, will Deshaun be worth it? Like Nicholas Jamal Chubb. Just it's just he's gonna, he's gonna carry us. No, I mean, there's there's uh, I'm very confident there's enough talent around Jacoby Brissett for us to win more than we lose of those 11 games. And I think the defense will be a lot better this year. So, so I'm how's, still optimistic. How's the schedule? How's how, schedule? how are the eleven first, games? 
first game is Panthers, which I think we can win. Second game is Jets, which I think we can win. Third game is the Steelers, I think, which I believe we can win. Fourth game is the Falcons, which is very winnable. You have to win. Um, and then let me see here. I'm pulling. God, it up are we right are, are we going to be looking at Jacoby Brissett four zero? Panthers, Jets, Steelers, Falcons, and then we get into some tougher games: Chargers, Patriots, Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Buccaneers. So talk of the ta- talk of the league at four zero, and then. Yeah, then it gets a lot tougher. <laughs> it'll be it'll and, be like the, it'll be like the Raiders. Was it last year where they started off like five and zero, and we're like, I'm not sure they fucking played anybody yet. Yeah, going four and zero with Brissett, and maybe like five and th- five and three th- for through those first eight, and then you've only got to survive three more games without Deshaun, and hopefully, you know, he comes back reinvigorated. Um. And ready to, I don't know, do whatever. I mean, I could see them winning seven of those eleven. Okay. On on the high end, that'd be on the high end. All right. So confidence, Doug's confidence level right now. Browns make the playoffs. Where you at? Yeah, it's tough to say. I don't know. I'm all, all like I said. I'll I'll remain optimistic and say they can get in there. So like eighty percent. I don't know. Are you with Trevor's eighty percent, or are you you? I'll say seventy six. I just I just think these. I think it's going to be the same as last year. I think these four teams are going to beat the shit out of each other. I think they're four of the better teams in the AFC, and I think they're going to beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bengals, Browns, Ravens, Steelers. It's a physical division, and they're it's, all going to have definitely one close of the more, records. It's probably the most competitive division, I'd say. Right. Um, other than AFC, I think AFC West is. AFC, well, yeah. Other than the AFC West, AFC West is the best division of football, where any of those teams arguably can beat any division leader in any other division other than the Bills. Yeah. Even the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. The Ravens. The Ravens would. The Raiders would win. If if they were in the AFC South, they'd win. Yeah. They'd win the division. If they were in the uh, NFC. NFC North, they'd have a. I I think they'd have a shot if they were in the NFC South. I think they'd have a shot. Yeah, that's. And well, the we'll Raiders and the Raiders uh, might be the fourth place team in that division. Exactly, like that's that's hands down the best division of football. All right, um, st- sticking with the AFC North for a second though. Uh, Ravens storylines, the Lamar contract, I guess. If they're not negotiating during the season, it's not really going to be a storyline. It's just going to be, is Lamar going to stay healthy in order to yeah. do free agency slash, um, and like, does Lamar take off and run as much if he doesn't have a contract? Uh, um, you know, and can the rest of the fucking team stay healthy? I mean, J.K. Dobbins is coming back, um, and they were banged up as fuck last year. Yeah. So, that's so yeah, a lot of question marks for the rat birds. And then just normal Greg Roman doing Greg Roman things. Another huge question mark. Who's their so. number two wide receiver? Like I know they got Rashad Bateman, who 
had COVID and then they really high on for, I'm I'm not sure that I I think that's like a hope thing or like they don't have anybody else to throw to thing. Like he might be very good, but I think it's more, there's literally nobody else aside from Mark Andrews. Um, Like I know they got, they got a couple good tight ends. I know that, but who's their number two wide receiver. Good question. Yeah, this is this is let me just Google some wide Ravens wide receiver depth chart here. Because they traded Hollywood Brown and yeah, uh, Devin Duvernay and James oh, Proche Proche. Yeah, that's ugly. That's the worst. Um, but they, I mean, like that Isaiah Likely guy who's their third tight end. You know, maybe they're just running fucking two tight ends. Yeah, that was a. I saw Trevor pick him at the end of the draft too. I was surprised by that. Sleeper. Sleeper. Wedding so fucking hard. The wife and kid. The the wife and kids just. The wife and the youngest kid stayed at my parents' place because my parents have air conditioning for like the last two or three days. And me and the oldest just. I like. I was like sweating through my pillow the last couple nights. Yeah, it's disgusting. I just turned turned my AC off. It was getting chilly. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Doug. (laughs) With your new build giant house and your fucking central air. Fuck you. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Um, Super Bowl hangover for the Bengals, yes or no? Quick answer. Yes. Yeah. Hope not, but yeah. They got better. They did. Their line got better. The line got better. They didn't get raided for their coaches, which is almost like the a benefit of because I'm not sure that people think their coaching staff is that good. Yeah. Um their defensive and, coordinator, or maybe he was their linebackers coach, but he's that other name now. Okay. And so the defensive coordinator, Al Golden. He he used to be with the Niners a while ago, I feel like. Maybe. I don't know. Um, the, uh, but the, the Super Bowl hangover, it happens to everybody the fuck else. You know, I hope it's not due to injury. I'd love to, you know, I'd love to see Burrow and Chase still out there fucking doing their thing. They're fucking amazing to watch, but there's a reason everybody except Tom Brady is susceptible to the Super Bowl fucking hangover. So we'll see, but that's a tough fucking division. I think. It's a tough fucking division. AFC nah. South. Um, this is the still got it division for me. Like question mark. Still got it? Um, Matt Ryan, does he still have it? Derek Henry, does he still have it? We know Trent Balky still got it. And uh, and then Lovey Smith. Is he is he Super Bowl appearing defensive wizard Lovey Smith, or is he uh, getting fired at Illinois Lovey Smith? Um, with a losing record. With a losing record, yeah. Yeah. I think Matt Ryan's gonna turn some heads. I think he's. I think he's gonna have a yeah, really nice season. Yeah, I'm I think I hit. I hit, I hit. Go ahead. I was gonna say I hit on a little bit when we were ranking the teams. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I had the Colts in the top eight pretty comfortably. I, I like that team. I think Matt Ryan will do well. I. Uh... Top eight just top eight just feels too high for me, but they're also, I mean, they're the one missing piece away, and Matt Ryan's a perfect guy to be a missing a, a missing piece fill in. So 
I mean, you're you're Doug. You're probably right. Um, we didn't do it. A, a division <sighs> champion for the for the AFC North. Who do we? Doug, who do you think it is? Mm, I don't know, man. I'm gonna say the Browns. <laughs> I'm doing it. I Trevor, who do you think it division. is? I think it's gonna be the Steelers. Oh, gross! I'm going. Um, Shit, I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I'm gonna say fuck that Super Bowl hangover. Say the Bengals are gonna win the division. Um, huh? Titans. Titans lost AJ Brown. They drafted Malik Willis, and Derrick Henry's coming back. I mean, he was back kind of the end of last season, but he's like back, back now. So, does Derrick Henry still have it? Is he still? Is he? Is he gonna be old Derrick Henry? Is he gonna be like? Oh, oh, poor, poor old Derrick Henry. Um, and then Traylon Burks, like how quickly can they get that? Oh, and, and Robert Woods, man, I was, he slipped and he was just sitting there in our draft today and I had my eye on him and then somebody took him like right before I was about to take him. I waited like one round too long, but I think he's, he's potentially going to catch a lot of fucking balls for them. I, yeah. Like the guy was never on my radar ever. I mean, that's the thing. He's he was like an under the radar guy, even when he was with the Rams. But he was like the 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 guy that held that team together. And um, uh, when Cooper Cup was you know kind of in and out of the lineup, and now he's basically wide receiver one with the Titans. And they got to throw to somebody. And uh, you know, if the rookies takes a little while to warm up, I I, I thought I think he's going to have a nice season. I I don't I, I like Tannehill. I think Tannehill's in the that 12 to 18 range for quarterbacks that, and probably towards the top end of that. So I, I, I don't think they're going to win the division though. I think the Colts will win the division, but um, I think. Yeah. We'll be a tough team for sure. Bravels will have them ready to play. Yeah. I've got a full blown man crush on Vrabel. I think he's just fucking fantastic. Uh, the Jaguars bouncing back from urban Meyer. Trent Balky spent a lot of money. Trayvon Walker, we'll, I guess we'll see how he's going to be. Back-to-back number one picks. Like, they got one on each side of the ball. It's just, you know, now go do, now go do some shit. Um, and then the Texans, uh, Davis Mills, Brandon Cook. Brandon Cooks, you know, another fucking underrated fantasy guy. But He always slides. Yeah, but it's just, I, I just always expect him to get hurt. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. But yeah, um, he's yeah, he's legit. Never, on. I think I had him on my radar. I, I drafted him one year, and it was one of the years he got hurt. And I said, "Fuck this, I'm never doing it again." And now I just don't touch him, even though he's he's viable. Yeah, in even in a regular, even in like a two wide receiver league, he's he's viable. He's certainly viable in 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 your league. Yeah. So, um. Who do you guys? I've got the I've got the Colts winning the division. Doug, I expect you to say the same. Yeah. Trevor, yeah. anybody different? No, I agree. All right, Colts, you poor bastards. Just a disagree. Um, AFC West, and we've talked we've talked about the Chiefs and Tyreek, um, Tyreek being gone. So now they've got what Juju, McCall Hardman, um, MVS, Mark. Yeah. Um, and then Kelsey Sky Moore. 
I, yeah, I'm interested. Their second in round pick. Yeah, he's. I'm interested in seeing what he's doing. I picked him up in the in the draft tonight. Got a lot of rookie wide receivers in the back half of our draft. I wish the Niners threw the ball more because I I would like to have gone and gotten Danny Gray, but um, they don't throw the, they're not going to throw the ball enough to make yeah. him viable. But he's he's that's that's same kind of role that I think the McColl or Sky Moore is going to play for the Chiefs. Um, do so my my and I've said this on the podcast before, but my take on the Chiefs is I think that the downside of losing Tyreek is obviously he's one of the top five, seven wide receivers in football. Um, the upside is I think it might make Mahomes play a little more on schedule and not be fucking running around back behind the line of scrimmage so much. Um, and I think like an on schedule disciplined Mahomes is, you know, maybe not playing to all of his strengths, but I think it would be really, really fun to fucking see him not get locked into Tyreek um, like he has in the past and, and like trying to find the, the, the big fucking magical, you know, t- sports center top 10 play. Um, I think like, cause Favre went through this and it's the same analogy I used before, but Favre went through this when he lost one of his, it was like Antonio Freeman or somebody like that, that like he had to like, he had to rein it in home, Holmgren got him to rein it in. And all of a sudden, he put up some of his best seasons when he when he had to play a little more discipline. Um, that's the thing I'm looking for with the Chiefs is 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 not having Tyreek going to change Mahomes's uh, willingness to try and try and break a big play, kind of every single time. That that's the thing that's interesting to me. Do you guys, Doug? You any thoughts? Yeah, no, I mean, he's going to have to spread it around, um, I, I, which, like you just said, could benefit him. But it'll be interesting to see if he's, you know, going to Kelsey all the time or if, if one of these other guys emerge or if he does spread it around. Kelsey's going to catch Chief, a lot of balls, though. <laughs> yeah. We can, we can be damn sure of that. Um, Trevor, any thoughts on the Chiefs? Uh, I think Valdez Scanling might might be uh that best the best pickup over there. I think he's he's almost best suited for Mahomes coming from Rogers, who is uh a bit comparable kind of that you know run and gun guy, knows how to uh you know knows how to break up routes and uh and get open. Um, I don't know. It's it, again, it'll be real real interesting to watch these teams that have that have lost big pieces and are still contenders, right? That are still really, really good teams that have lost key pieces. Uh them being probably high on that list. So um Yeah, Tyreek Hill's a big piece. Yeah. Are arguably the biggest. I mean, this is my this is where Mahomes kind of sets himself aside. Um Yeah, I mean one of the knocks on Mahomes is like, oh you know, Anybody, Tyree, Tyree's anybody, Tyree's out there his, somewhere, any, right? anybody with his weapons could do that. Like, no, but that's how they're so good is that they complement each other so well. Yeah. The, the, the speed Tyreek speed and his, and, and Mahomes' speed and ability to throw the ball nine miles downfield and find him is, was, was the equation for their championships, right? Like that's, 
that's why they were so good. So it'll it'll be uh, interesting to watch Mahomes have to change his game a bit, and and maybe for the better, right? I mean, I mean, get him more in the pocket, get him, uh, you know, as he as he ages, less injury prone from the from the crazy kind of shit he does. So, and did we talk about Juju being his top receiver now? Right, Juju. See what Juju can do. I don't know if All we right. said his name. We haven't. Um, but I mean, like he's, if, if Kelsey doesn't break all sorts of reception records for tight ends, it'll be because Mahomes and Juju got really got, got some chemistry going early. Um, because they're gonna, you know, Juju's going to run a lot of those kind of underneath routes that, um, that you'd typically see a tight end run and maybe that lets Kelsey get downfield or, or whatever. But I, I think, I think Juju, it's, it's fucking Mahomes, dude. Like Juju's still a good receiver. He's just a, you know, yeah. he's got to turn into a bit of a diva there in, uh, in, uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, okay. Quick, quick, small, tiny little tangent. So I, I posted the story. I said, what is the Broncos storyline? Is it can Russ carry a great team or is Nathaniel Hackett good enough to overcome the name Nathaniel? Um, and it made me, it made me go in and literally write down and, and tally every single first name of a coach that's won a Super Bowl. Um, and it's closer than I thought for some names. And some names I just wouldn't have thought to have like added up like this. But I mean, you've got you got Vince with two, and then Weeb. Weeb has one. Uh, Hank, which is only just only got one. Um, Don has three. What's the name? Don. Three Super Bowl rings. Huh. Um, I would not have I would not have had Tom with six rings. That was a bit of an upset to me. It was tied with Mike. Also a bit of an upset for me. There's a there's a lot of Mikes that have won fucking you got Ditka, Shanahan, Holmgren, McCarthy. I might even be missing one. Ditka got one. Holmgren got one. Shanahan got two. McCarthy got one. I'm missing one. I'm missing a Mike. Mike, 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 Mike. Um, but at one point, uh, Mike's won. Uh, Holmgren, Shanahan, then Shanahan. Mike's won the Super Bowl back, back to back years. Tomlin. Yeah, Tomlin got one. Uh, Tomlin, that's it. Um, Chuck with four. John with three. Joe with three. George and Jimmy with two each. Sean with two. And the other ones are Bruce, Andy, Doug, Gary, Pete, Tony, Brian, Dick, Barry. And I said Weeb already, right? This is a good name name to say, Weeb. Uh-huh. No Nathaniels. That's the point. Okay. Yeah, no Nathaniels. Not a single Nate or Nathaniel on here. And I, and and if he wants to make this list, he's got to go by Nate. Because Nathaniel would be the longest name on here by a mile. I, I'm not sure you can have a. Apparently, you can't have a long name and win a Super Bowl. 
fucking That's George. So single single syllable names are are, are certainly uh, top heavy. Ugh. George, I think, might be the longest fucking name on here. <laughs> George, don't George. get so emotional. Anyways, the the mic one surprised me. Because it's, it's it's I think with the with Tom it's like Landry Flores and Coughlin. And those those three guys make up the six. But with the mics, it's like four coaches. Five coaches, some shit like that. Anyways. Um four coaches. So is it is is Russell because so the Broncos storyline to me is can is Russell good enough to carry a great team? Because that is the thing that, like, uh, th- that's the thing that he could not convince Pete Carroll of in Seattle. And Pete saw him every day, and Pete fucking drafted him. He won a fucking ring with Pete, but Pete didn't really ever. Pete had this like very specific vision of how they wanted to play football, and. That whole let Russ cook thing was born of the Pete Carroll is standing in Russ's way and Russell Wilson would be a top two, not two quarterback in the league if Pete would just get out of his way. And I think Russ is in a really safe spot because if he looks bad, he's going to, they're going to blame it on Nathaniel. Um, but if he looks good, then Russ is going to get all the credit, and Nathaniel won't. So I think that's the can Russ carry a great team? Can Russ actually make a deep playoff run? Because they like he hasn't been a fantastic playoff performer. He's got the ring, but that was a Legion of Boom ring more than anything. I mean, last year he had a pretty down year last year. And yeah, and and then got hurt. Arguably um, the worst of his career. Or it, I think it was. Oh yeah, for sure. So, but I mean, he's got nine Pro Bowls. Not that the Pro Bowl necessarily means anything, but like he's a very popular quarterback that has been absolved of that. We've all blamed his his coaches, his offensive line. We've blamed all everybody else except for Russ. For all this stuff, um, so that so this is a this is a he's this is the Matt Matt Stafford part of his career where he's the you know he shows up on a new team, young head coach. You know he's got all the got, weapons around him. Got a good defense, yeah, yeah. Like nothing standing your way now, Russ. That's right. Broncos country. Oh, oh God, that's um, right. That's rad. <laughs> the, the the Raiders. The worst. So to me, the thing with the Raiders is just kind of like they, they went through hell and back last season with every possible fucking distraction known to mankind. Didn't have a the worst season in the world. Admirably held it together. And Derek Carr got a lot of props for, for the leadership there and, and keeping keeping it all together. And and overperforming the circumstances for sure yeah but now they get josh mcdaniels and josh mcdaniels is even said i i have to be me this time around um 
And I don't know if that's a good thing. Like, I, I don't know if you want a coach that wasn't comfortable enough to be him the first time. Like, some guys just aren't meant to be leaders and some guys just aren't meant to be head coaches. Maybe Josh McDaniels is one of those guys. Ken's own Josh McDaniels. Oh, well. Um, I mean, dude, more, I mean, about, he's been... You know, yeah, he's... A, a quarterback uh, guru and what him and Derek Carr can do together. You still got to, but you still got to keep the team together. You still got to, like, you know, drive them to a common purpose and all that shit. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, you know, as to what you're saying before, I think Derek Carr has really filled that role in, right? I mean, he's basically all he has to do is really get in with Derek Carr really well, and those two can have a really good relationship, and that solidifies that team, I think, right? That, that team is Derek Carr is their leader, they rally behind him. Uh, so all he's got to do is just kind of make, make good with Derek Carr um, and uh, hopefully get the I best mean, at him, right? That That's his, that's what he's supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, they have Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, but they also have like in the last three drafts, like their top two picks in the last three drafts are all like <laughs> gone. They're not on the team. Yeah. Yeah. They cut, they cut a first round pick, a first round pick from last year. This is the second year and they already cut him. Leatherwood. And and nobody even wanted to trade for him. They no. offered him to every single other team. He got thirty one no's. Yeah. Well, that's uh that that's the white that's white lightning uh with his fucking. So they're they're Super they got to overcome they got to overcome some bad drafting. They always have though. That's not, I mean the, the Raiders yeah. have always had bad drafting, yeah. <laughs> and they've usually been bad as a result. Right. right. It's not like uh. they've got some history of overcoming it. They've been usually terrible. Um, no, we'll just, I, I, Car and Car and Devontae Adams aren't enough, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'm with you. The um that I think like if they they were fine basically with no coach last year. In the second half. They were like basically fine. A team that's like up and down is as you would historically the Raiders are kind of a team that's all over the place and undisciplined and everything else. Um I'm the Josh McDaniels thing is the is the most interesting thing to me is like is he because he's he's everything says he should be a good head coach like in the McVeigh Shanahan kind of mold and I wonder if he's been like looking at those guys having success and being like I gotta get out fucking old man fucking Belichick shadow here at some point but uh, um I if he gets if if he doesn't get the locker room it could be. It could be over quickly, just like it was in, in Denver. Yeah, for sure. Didn't they, didn't they make the playoffs? Was that the year that Tebow threw that touchdown? Yeah, the, the, the first year. And then it was like garbage after that. Yeah, Demarius yeah. Thomas had the yeah the big 80-yard touchdown to beat the Steelers. Um, Some piece DT. And then the Chargers. Chargers. Who have to play 17 road games every single fucking year. I think you're right, Trevor, when you mentioned them earlier. They are kind of the most fascinating team. The right. Chargers. They, have, they had they a great offseason. So they got this talent. young quarterback. So much talent. But um, they, I mean, they have. that. That's the story. The Chargers are that story of ridiculously talented team that just can't do it. With, yeah. like, I, I don't know if I would be surprised if they ended up having like being the number one seed in the AFC. I mean, they can. They certainly have the capability of doing that with the talent that they have that yeah. in that division for the, for the number one seed to come out of this division would mean that we have a juggernaut 
yeah on our hands like yeah. an absolute fucking juggernaut yeah i mean dude that keenan allen and mike williams they got Eckler some pieces and... yeah it's i mean it's a, it's a it's a monster i mean herbert is is just fantastic yeah. i think they did and they drafted another good offensive lineman like another one I yeah think, i think it was a interior guy from boston college i think that's who got him um which again it's just you know for years that was their issue was their line so now it's looking pretty damn good well, and it was and it was run defense. Like you could you could do whatever you want on the ground with them last year. And they've they've gone out and tried to solve some of that shit. Like I think they brought in like Danny Shelton. Um is Zion Zion Johnson was the, the guy you're talking about, Doug. From Boston um, College, yeah. Guard. Who's the but big like, defensive uh, addition they made? Khalil Mack. Uh, Khalil Mack. Oh, and, right. yeah. and JC Jackson. Or not JC yeah. Jackson. What's the guy from the Patriots? Didn't they get uh, the yeah, isn't it the, the cornerback. Yeah, is yeah, that his name? Yeah. Yeah. So arguably yeah. <laughs> the best cornerback on the market and, you know, a proven pass rusher, all-pro linebacker. That's pretty good to add to Bosa and Derwin James. So so I would not They've be got... surprised if the Chargers were really good. I mean. And they would have, like, how I mean, ecstatic but... would that fan be? Like, can you imagine <laughs> if your team was the number one team in the AFC? And you were the only per- fan. It was just like you'd, it'd be like you and the team. You'd like you'd be on the team. There's gonna be tens of uh, <laughs> Charger fucking window flags just flying, ripping through LA. Maybe <laughs> even like maybe even fifty of them, maybe sixty. Um, yeah. Go back but, to San Diego. Now, Doug, let's you said we're saying we're saying all these things about the Chargers and we're saying like, hey, like they're this talented, but what always happens to the Chargers? The Chargers can charger. I know this. Yeah, they, yep. they absolutely something. always find a way to lose. And again, that's that's what we're saying. Like that's that's the point of all of us. There's always something that they do. They find a way. And that was the joke we had last year. Like, what can they possibly do? Right, and it was funny because they were turning the corner in some games. It's like, hey, look, they had all the opportunity in the world, and they didn't lose. They they got the they got the the raw deal, and then they and they still kind of persevered and 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 got a W out of it. Right, like that happened a handful of times. So it looked like maybe they had something going, but it's it's uncanny. It's uncanny how that team fucking sniffs out losses. I uncanny. want. Unbelievable. And, and Brandon Staley has has said that that's part of the reason that he goes for two so often. It's not just the 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 you know the the spreadsheet guys and the, yeah. and the analytics guys. It's like he's like when I got here, everybody's like, "Oh, it's the Chargers," and bad shit just happens to the Chargers. And his whole thing is like, "No, we're gonna we're gonna make our own destiny." Yeah. And, uh, Little curse of the Bambino and, over there without any Bambino. And <laughs> so. You know, I I hope he goes for it every fucking fourth down. I think it'd be great. Just fucking cut cut the punter, save the roster spot. Just fucking go for all it right. every single fucking time. Um, all right. Yeah, I think the Bills need a punter. Before we get into, damn, we're fifty one minutes into some bitch. Before we get, so into did you guys, so did we all say the Chiefs. Oh yeah, that's division? right. Chiefs, Chargers. I can't, not, I can't not pick the Chiefs. 
I'm going to pick the Chargers because I just, it just makes me feel good. Yeah, it is sexy, huh? I'm going Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> All right. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We got a re- review. <laughs> um, five stars. Highly recommend this podcast. Makes my day. I am a landscaper. I listen to hours of music and podcasts a day. I listen to like 25 different podcasts. And honestly, this is my favorite podcast out of all of them. Hey. I mean, if we're if we're really your favorite, just throwing this out there. Why wouldn't you just listen to like old episodes instead of listening to all these other podcasts? He's got to keep it fresh, man. He's got to keep it fresh. I I don't know if he's in the murder podcast yet, though, because... Those take up some time. Um, so I've been meaning to write this for a while, but I've just been too busy. So here it goes. Nacho's dog recently passed. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, rest in peace, Kina. Sorry if I butchered that note. You spelled it perfectly correctly. I was actually really looking forward to thinking about my dead dog. Um, I had no idea this <laughs> dog even existed till a few weeks ago. And Nacho made me feel like this dog has been a part of my whole life. This might sound weird, but I've been listening to this podcast for a little over a year, and these three guys are so funny. They make you feel so a part of the conversation without even being there. Um, this is also the funniest podcast ever, not just humor. It's just amazing, along with Trevor never getting any of the trends and Doug adding <laughs> random references. It never, never fails what? to make me giggle like goddamn three-year-old nephew. <laughs> never what with trends? Never, getting, never getting any of the trends. I think he's specifically talking about or the one that comes to mind is the she's a 10 butt where you, where you just kept saying every single time that doesn't exist and defeating the entire premise of the joke. Yeah, because I did it on purpose because it's fucking stupid. <laughs> the sure podcast so. is generally one of the funniest things ever. They have so many inside jokes you catch on very quickly once you start to listen. My parents are currently going through a divorce and this podcast makes my day and, and week a whole lot better. So thank you for that. These three men have some of the Biggest egos I've ever seen is I know I'm pumping it up even more right now, but I don't care. They all deserve it. If you happen to get through this whole review, I very highly recommend this podcast. 12 out of 10. Amazing. The grammar here, uh, sir, was fine. He's apologizing for it, but it was it was fine. He said, if Trevor was reading this, I think he'd literally murder me. No, you you did fine. I didn't hear. I mean, I didn't read it, but I didn't hear anything that was that that jumped out at me. I didn't have to. Um, I didn't have to translate any like three letter words. Uh, three you know three little things yeah. into 
Yeah, you know, let's in get, my opinions and stuff like let's that. Let's get with that fucking trend. That. Huh, guys? Let's get with that fucking trend. Proper fucking grammar. How about that? Huh? Put that in your bowl and fucking soup it. Uh, Man, that was a good review. Thanks for that review. It really that was. was. I like... Was a uh, review. Hey, I like when people parents. say... Yeah, I like when people... Yeah. You can take people away from some of the this is a younger person, cruel realities obviously. of life. Right. This is a younger person, obviously, who is uh, part of, I guess, our target demo, right? Like, glad you're, you are uh, uh, listening to us. Um, whether or not you should be, that is entirely up to you. Um, he, he says he's a landscaper. I, I doubt, I think he's doing yeah. more than just mowing his, his, mowing his dad's lawn. I think he's probably out. Yeah, but if, I mean, like it, a working it, guy. It, if you're 30 and your parents are getting divorced, does it really upset you that much? I think it would hurt worse. A long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess. I mean, I mean, really, really the prime time, for, <laughs> the, the prime time for that divorce, is like when the, the kids are 19, 20, right? They're the fuck out of that. Yeah. House. Right. You know? When they leave right. the house. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Right. We're not keeping it together for the kids anymore. Fuck you. Yeah. But at, at what point do you, are you just sitting there going like, I've been living a lie this whole time. Like living, living a lie, living a lie. <laughs> the um yeah no it's like my my parents are 78 and 75 if they got divorced like fucking next week i'd be like what the fuck oh, are you two what? doing <laughs> yeah i mean that then you just have you know d- uh delayed midlife crises when they're you know i feel like, feel like i want to do- just follow jimmy buffett around the country like okay cool hell, hell i would jokes mm-hmm. on you idiots i'm sending you both to the same nursing home <laughs> roommates yep <laughs> roommate for life Oh man. All right. Great review. Um uh five out of five stars, even even though you you brought up my dead dog. Um moving on. Jesus. I still I tried scooping two fucking uh two bowls of fucking kibble today. That was Oof. that was my uh, like I, I keep doing shit like that. And... Yeah. Yeah, the the daily routine. Yeah, like I've I've got a little fucking rhythm. I I've, I've got two bowls in my hand, and I scoop one in, and I shift the bowls around, and I go scoop the other one in, and I went to fucking go dig the second scoop out. And I'm like, motherfucker. Ugh, that hurts. Yeah, yeah exactly. every single fucking time. The jumping out of bed, I look at my down at my feet, just make sure I'm not landing on her. It's not fucking there. Fucking dude, it's yeah. been like a month. It's still fucking like three weeks. It's still fucking sucks. Um, yeah, that kind of shit starts. All right. Speaking of things uh, that fucking suck, the NFC. Okay. Okay. Jesus. Um, I'm like depressed. Just even like forget the for forget the the, the dog thing. I w- had so much fun talking about the AFC and all the potential <laughs> and uh, everything that that conference could be. And and now I got it. We're gonna start with the NFC fucking East. Are you kidding? Oh, Buzz's girlfriend. What? <laughs> <laughs> Dallas. I... That's like the third third time that reference has come up in the last couple of weeks. I fucking love it. <laughs> Just jump right on it too. It's amazing. Um, what are we? What Dallas? are we saying Fuck here? Em. Dallas injuries. Fuck Mike McCarthy, like. The so dog, they did just man. sign. They did just sign. Um. Peters, yeah, Jason Peters. Uh, he's like forty years old. He's spry. Russell, Russell? no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Russell Peters, the <laughs> in, Indian comedian, is going to play left tackle for the Cowboys this year. 
<laughs> Come on, man. Um, Jason Peters. Jason Peters. There's there was video. I, Doug, I'll send it. I'll send it to you guys. Um, there's, he came into the league as an undrafted tight end. I did not know this. It was a 320 pound undrafted tight end, and had they had him on the fucking like punt block team. There's video of him blocking a punt on the fucking Bills as a 320 pound tight end wearing number 85. Jesus, it's a phenomenal video. Um, but uh, they for whatever reason, so, then this is why the Bills were so fucking bad, right? Is that it took them a whole fucking season to get this like very athletic 325 pound monster and be like, sir, instead of being a backup tackle, would you like to play offensive line? Like they stuck him into offensive line drills. And the way that Ross Tucker tells it, he goes, he was better after 15 minutes than I was at any point in my entire 15 year career. But bills are going to, the bills were going to bills back then. And um, anyway, he's turned into a fucking future hall of famer. Um, and it's still fucking kicking 40 years of spry, 40 years old. Anyway, I wish you didn't go to Dallas. Yeah. You come play guard for the Niners. Some shit. Jesus. Um, who's winning this division? Let's just cut to there. Dallas Eagles, the football team. I'm not calling it. I I like the football team so much better than the commanders. I'm just going to keep calling the football team. Um, Giants. The Giants, the Giants are winning it. The G-Men. Trevor, uh, if, we, if we gave you true serum, who's winning this division? The Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, who's winning the division? Um, with no games played so far, I got to say right now the Eagles would be the favorite. They've... Upgraded big time at wide receiver. They they just got they just made like a, a pretty easy trade for the the defensive back from the Saints, uh, Chauncey Gardner. Yeah, which I thought was kind of weird, but their secondary is kind of gnarly. The Eagles now with they him. got Bradbury from the Giants. They got Chauncey Darius, Gardner Johnson from the Saints. Darius Slay. Yeah. Um. Epps is one of the safeties is pretty good. So, so yeah, right now I would say the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, man. Jalen Hurts. Big year for him. I don't know if you said his name earlier, but he's another young quarterback. With a team that has had that sword hanging over his head now for two seasons. Right. They got all those first round picks ready to trade up for whoever. Maybe they're saving him for Arch Manning. (laughs) (laughs) I would say arguably the the best thing that the Eagles have going for them is Gardner Minshew. I mean, that's a given. Um, He's a saint. Not, not, Not a New Orleans saint, but like just he's the Greek god of mustachios. Like he'd he'd if out of all the players in the NFL, he'd be the one most likely to throw a theme party. I feel like, for sure. Yeah. You know who I imagine him like? I imagine that he's a lot like Max from It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Like if you were to hang out with him, he would be like Max. <laughs> yeah, I'm with that. And now he's in Philly. So, yeah. 
he <sighs> should just be on an episode at some point. Like, if there's anybody on the Eagles that's going to show up for a fucking day of filming. Yeah. It'd be Gardner. Make it happen, Charlie Day. Um, uh, with the fucking football team, it's like, how quickly are they going to get sick of Wentz? Like, it's getting faster. Teams are figuring it out sooner and sooner. Like, could they cut Wentz midseason and be like, you know this guy Heineke? Like, everybody on the team likes him. It's crazy. They just all like him. And we're better when everybody likes being in the huddle with the quarterback. Yeah, and that yeah, I mean, I think that's it. It is. It, it's way more realistic. You know, that's not a hot take that that he's gone. But they moved to Heineke, you know, after the first five. There's got to be some kind of money situation that would prevent them from cutting him halfway like, through the season. Cutting him, right? Cut, cutting him is probably a, a financial thing, but like. I would just make, like they just make him the scout team quarterback after like week seven, just because it's like God, we can't fucking stand you. Go fucking throw on a side field. Just, just <laughs> go warm up. Like they tell him that practice is at a different time than it actually is. Like, or they schedule it during fucking, you know, Wednesday choir practice or something. Like anything just to fucking get that guy away from them. Yeah, team photo day. He's not there. Right. Um. All right. So I guess. I, I I'm gonna stick with Dallas is winning the division just because I've already I've already made them a lock and I've already put my taint on them and and I'm not sure anybody else in the division really deserves it um, and I'm not you know I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts until the Eagles are sold on Jalen Hurts like I I really prefer it when the team actually is outwardly believing in their quarterback. Um, which is yeah. going to make it really weird when we get to the 49ers and I go, the 49ers really believe in Trey Lance. Um, Jimmy. All right. AFC South. I had, I saw somebody with the saints as the number one seed in the NFC. Someone. And he was like Peter King. Like it wasn't one of my fucking dipshit followers. It was like sports, former sports illustrated and NBC fucking correspondent. Peter king wow the most okay. plugged in man in football and he's got the saints as the number one seed in the nfc sleeper sleeper pick for sure james james if james picks off where he where he, where he left off picks picks off is a bit of a fucking Freudian slip <laughs> there don't you think <laughs> you um picks up he left right. off Saints is the number yeah. one seed. That just feels weird. I mean, they got weapons on offense, and they fucking their defense is good. Is Den- Dennis Allen is their former defensive coordinator, right? Yep. So, I mean, the brain trust. Yeah, I don't know. They, the 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 brain trust of the Breeze and Shan- and and, uh, and Sean Payton years is there, except for Breeze and Sean Payton. Like everybody else is there, kind of crucial. I mean, they got the right. playbook, though, right? I mean, they got the playbook. Yeah, but there's, you know, it's like, you know, I could pick up a paintbrush. You're not going to fucking confuse me with fucking Leonardo da Vinci or some shit. Like, there's Sean Payton's really fucking good. Sure, with the building blocks. Yeah, he got it wrong too. 
I mean, the best thing going for them is they've got four games against the Falcons and Panthers. So there's that. They go yeah. they go Falcons, Bucks, Panthers, Vikings. Oh, that's a big game. Wow. Kirk Cousins coming to the Superdome October 2nd. That is Man, I was I was a little bummed. I was I was kind of banking on getting Kirk Cousins as my backup in this draft, and I, someone snagged him up before I got him. This I think a, they're gonna he's gonna be chucking that ball under this, Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, and and they've got Justin Jefferson in the fucking Cooper Cup role, apparently. Yeah. So um all right. Well, I mean listen. If you think the Saints are going to the Super Bowl, you're very invested in uh, October 2nd when Kirky comes to town. Um, Kirky. I mean, the Falcons are tanking. We don't need to fucking talk about them. Uh, the Panthers is like last chance fucking. This is this is the movie like The Losers or this. Uh, it was The Losers, but then there was like The Replacements. Like. And I know there's what was football it? movies, but. I think you're. I think you're thinking of the bench warmers. I wasn't thinking of a football movie. I just saw a movie. I the losers is out on one of the streaming services, and I like scroll past it, and I was like, I'm not going to watch that again. And that's why it stuck in my head. But I know it's not a football movie. But like, the I mean, it's Baker Mayfield and Matt Rule. Like, are either of them going to be on the Panthers next season? Probably not. So it's like they're, they're. I mean, dude, they could make. We talked about them potentially making the playoffs this year. Like that, that's, but that's. Uh, God, if if they make the playoffs and they like extend Matt Rule, that will be the worst making the playoffs. I think in in one of the top five worst making the playoff in the history of football. Like oh, yeah. where making the playoffs is like set actually sets you back as a franchise. <laughs> um, Bucks or Saints? Who do you guys have winning? I'm going Bucks. Yeah, I think you gotta go Bucks, but Saints are a dark horse. I, I like them. The, I mean, the thing the thing with the Bucks though is like is is Brady checked in and are how bad is the offensive line going to be without Ryan Jensen? And I think they lost like Ali Marpet as well. Like that interior offensive line got gutted. Uh, either through injury or retirement. And that's what you, when you get a 45 year old quarterback, you, or a 24 year old guy making his third NFL start, you really need a good interior offensive line. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, dude, for like six years, I was like, okay, like this guy, like Tom Brady's old now, so he's not going to be good. And he just comes back and like, what do you do last year? Lead the league in fucking passing yeah, or something? Yeah, like, the entire fucking league in passing. So, so I'm not going to bet against this guy. Like I, I did six years in a row. And fuck. I mean, not literally, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Can't count the guy out. All right. Um, AFC North or NFC North. So the Packers lost Devontae. But their defense oh. looks like it's going to be fucking legit. I know who the I'm Vikings, picking out of this division. The Vikings have a whole ass new coach. 
the Bears have a whole new coach. And the Lions still have Dan Campbell, who at, at some point has to convert energy into wins. And and the the hope at this point, I think it's hope. I think he's he's universally liked. I don't think anybody has anything bad to say about Dan Campbell at this point. I say hard knocks. Hard knocks is uh, solidifying that. I haven't watched. I've got to watch it. I haven't watched a second of it. I I should probably start binging it. I am reinvested. I like. I I haven't. It's been probably nine months since I I made the. He's just. Jim Tom Sula, if Jim Tom Sula looked like Chris Hemsworth, like that's the. <laughs> I think it'd be funny. It'd be funny to somehow correlate uh, fantasy draft picks uh, with the hard knock season that year and how many guys go higher than they should because of hard knocks. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's like, oh man, this fucking seventh string guy is fucking coming on. I made yeah. one of those picks. Yeah. Who'd you get? Garbage running back pick. Jamal Williams. Yep. Heart and soul, Jamal Williams. Well, your team's going to have fucking grit and fight, Trevor. Exactly. Debo. Thank you for drafting him so I didn't have to. Appreciated that. You're welcome. I'm going to have him in in both leagues. I'm going to keep him. I got him cheap as fuck, too, in the league. No. This is a good one. Um, I, I, I ended up with two Niners... I ended up with Ayuk, who I overdrafted, and Trey Lance, who is not a consensus starting fantasy football quarterback at this point. But you were, uh, yeah, the, you were you, you picked Ayuk right before I was going to. Is in my queue. Those are uh, um, those were those were from the heart. Those those were some hope. Those were I was I was sipping on some hopium. Well, um, I mean, Ayuk, Ayuk is uh, supposed to have a good year, right? It's kind yeah. of invested, right? I hope. Like it's it's a one of those mm. hey if he fi- if he starts the way he finishes kind of thing but like that's not guaranteed he's at a great training camp that's also not fucking guaranteed like you know we'll see I'm I'm hopeful um anyway so Dan Campbell who we like uh, Justin Fields who we don't hate and and we're just happy he's not with Matt Nagy anymore um I mean this entire division just comes down to the Cousins curse. Like it's no point in even talking about the fucking Packers if they're gonna lose a game to Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not gonna get invested in in that type of shit, you know. I'm not gonna get invested in this division until we see which teams Kirk Cousins beating. Yeah, I would like to see a change of the guard in that division. The Packers win it all the time. They took a big hit losing uh Devontae Adams. They got some some young guys. Out there, we'll see what happens at wide receiver. But yeah, I mean, who I'm rooting for the Lions too. I mean, I haven't watched Hard Knocks, but they're a team I like to like. I'm I'm just liking the players on their team. I don't know, and the coach. I mean, it's it's Packers Vikings week one. (laughs) Vikings at home, like we we could. My page might go just fucking Richter for the first week of the season. Like if, it's gonna have to. If, if at four thirty, five o'clock, fucking Kirk Cousins is is victorious in week one over the Packers. 
Oh boy. Dude, division game first start, week. Just start Jordan Love from there on out. Do you want to play a division game week one? I Fuck don't know no. I Fuck no. Absolutely not. I'm I'm Niners are on the road at Bear. I think it's perfect. Niners are at the Bears. I'm I'm stoked. An ostensibly winnable game against a team that should be tanking, like young core, like no notes. I love I, I I love everything about who we're how we're starting the season, how we play yeah. will be a different story. But like, oh my God, look at this! The Vikings go Packers, Eagles, Lions, Saints. The Cousins curse could just run roughshod over basically the hopes and dreams of the Packers, Eagles, and Saints, who all seemingly have Super Bowl aspirations. Right. So if we're if so, you know, if we're really going with the with the Cousins curse, which is right, then that puts Minnesota in the top contenders to come out of the NFC. Well, I mean, they gotta win these games for it to be sure. you know, so it's yeah. like because because that's the whole point of the Cousins curse is if you're losing to Kirk Cousins, who doesn't beat good teams, then you're a bad team. So we'll see. <laughs> right. Like, um, who else is on this fucking list? The Bills are on this November 13th. Woo. Scary, scary. Yeah. Could be a big, could be a big, big September for the Cousins Curse. Um, all right, so that was the the North. Oh, we did the the yeah. So here we are, NFC West. Are we all picking the Rams to win the division? Yes, I am. Same. Trevor, what was that? Don't worry about it. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. Got distracted. We're good. Hello. Um, this division? Coming out of this division? Rams. Uh, what do you yeah, think, Trevor? Rams. We're on, we're, just say Rams, Trevor. <laughs> no. <laughs> See what? I want the Lions. I want the Lions coming out of that. NFC North. How about that? Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, we all want that. We uh-huh. Yeah. We got that. We have also moved on to the NFC West. I know. <laughs> I just didn't. <laughs> didn't All right. Um, the Niners' entire fucking the next three years of my life is completely devoted to Trey Lance. Like that's the only thing that's it's the only storyline for the Niners. It's Trey Lance, Trey Lance, Trey Lance, Trey Lance, Trey Lance. For the Rams, I mean, they got Bobby Wagner. They've kind of retooled a little bit. But they should repeat as division winners. I think Allen Robinson's going to have a big year. You got that guy. I, I'm, I'm so excited for him to have a, a quarterback in the team. Like, that's going to be – that's good for him. Um, And the Seahawks are going to be trashed, and the Cardinals – don't have DeAndre Hopkins for the first half of the first six games, and they have 
Modern Warfare Kyler Murray for the last half of the season. So they're going to be good between in like week seven and eight. Bet your mortgage on the Cardinals. That's it. Just week seven and eight. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah, Cardinals are in a weird spot. Just feels weird. Um. Yeah, I've I've got no. The, the NFC is just fucking depressing in general. Just in general. Um. All right. So I was normally I would say we let's do our draft, but let's let's we can wait for. So we're already an hour and twenty minutes into this fucking podcast. We don't need to do it. We don't need to do the draft right now. Um. So I guess we'll jump in a film review. You guys watch anything lately? Trevor, watching, what are you watching? The Thrones. I'm watching The Thrones and I'm watching The Rings. I've and heard The both. Rings. I've seen on the Twitter that The Rings isn't that great. Uh, no, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I think it's real good. It's building, right? It's slowly building. I watched Are you there the- yet or no? I haven't. I'm going to uh, try to let some episodes stack up before I start it. Just because I've. Uh, have the there's two, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to wait for a couple more, but I uh, I am up to date on on uh, House of Dragons, the Game of Thrones show. It's, this one, it's, it's got a little better this episode. That's for sure. I, uh, I'm, I've. Welcome to Wrexham. I talked about being excited about on the last pod and uh yeah it's fucking fantastic i gotta get in there i haven't haven't gotten in there yet what's it on it's uh it's a a documentary style right it's a documentary about ryan reynolds and mac rob mccallany buying the oldest welsh football team who's in like so in the in the promotion relegation system there's like four tiers that make up like the English football league. And then Mm -hmm. there's a tier below that. And that's where this team is at. Uh, And then the, the tier below this is like semi-pro, like they don't even fucking practice. It's like a Sunday beer league. Um, And so these guys are uh, anyway, they, they, they pick up like mid season. First episode is mid season. They're just, having uh, the conversation they're just trying to pitch the the team on the pitch the, the supporters on on buying the team i don't want to fucking spoil anything for you but they do end up buying the team um yeah. and then uh and then the second the the year the first full year of them owning the team picks up with like episode three or four and uh it's just it's really good it's really good I need to check it out for sure. Short, short yeah. little episodes. That's my only thing. I wish the episodes were proper, like forty-five minutes, not not the half hour that they are. But, yeah, um, it's it's good stuff. Yeah. It's really good stuff. And it makes and and then I looked up how much they paid for it. Two million bucks. Wow. So now I've got like a whole new thing on my bucket list. <laughs> A Welsh soccer team owning a fifth division Welsh soccer team 
Football club. Football club, excuse me. Uh, sounds like the fucking tits. Having, having an entire town just fucking like pray for you to make the right decisions? Fuck, man. It's also a lot of weight. But if they're that bad, then what, you know? Well, it's the thing. Like, there's, there's, uh, so I mean, this team used to be like in the, in the rung below the Champions League or rung below the Premier League. So they were a really good team for a long time. And yeah. then, like, 13 years ago, they just went to dog shit and just like plummeted all the way down to this fifth division. And this is all about like they're trying to get them up into the next division because, like, the higher you get, the more money you get from TV deals and all, all sorts of other shit. And it's easier to fucking keep spending money on the club. Um, but like the stadium is the oldest stadium in, in English football and they're in the UK, like that the town is fucking rabid for them. Um, and plus now you can fucking play for Deadpool and Mac. Exactly. And there's guys in Deadpool costumes walking around fucking at the games and shit now. Um, (laughs) anyway, just, it's, it's a very, it's a very like feel goody, true documentary style thing. That's, uh, um anyway it's just fucking cool can't say enough good things about it and i have no idea when the episodes air other than there's more coming out there's like they put out two a week so is it uh amazon uh fx hulu and i think disney plus if you're overseas so any of my german friends are are watching it's i think it's on disney plus if you're overseas i could not find it on disney plus I, i i did find it on youtube tv got it Um, what do we do? What do we do after? I didn't do an agenda. What do we do after the uh, film review? Trevor, you watch anything? Wait, you did the Lord of the Rings and Thrones. Doug, you doing anything other than Thrones? Nah, I re- I uh, you know what movie I never saw? I just watched it yesterday. It was Dunkirk. Have you guys seen that one? Very I've good. Seen par- I've, I've seen parts of it. I think I fell asleep. It's slow, yeah, Christopher Nolan, man. He's just he's yeah. He does exactly. it with Yeah, the sound just yeah, it's, it's it was good. I liked it. It was like it's not like super action packed war movie, but no. But um, I mean, it just gives that that a, a very yeah, it's uh, got surreal it's got, perspective of of what that was and and that day and you know. Yeah, it's definitely a movie with texture. So I enjoyed that. Yeah. Oh yeah, me, me, me falling asleep if I'm watching a movie at home is not any kind of uh, oh, you no, know, derogatory black mark against the movie. It's just if I'm able to sit still and for that long at my house, I'm probably falling fucking asleep. <laughs> um, what else am I watching? Anything else? Oh, and then uh, the fucking Serena Williams matches were fucking fantastic. I've watched as much of that as I could. I got to watch like her entire, like almost her entire last match on the flight home from Denver on Friday night. And that was like, it was just kind of me fucking staring at my iPad, fucking fist pumping in the fucking middle seat, um, fighting, fighting with the, uh, my two, no, on the flight out, I did a little bit of a fucking fight over the armrest on the flight home. They were very aware people. They knew the rules. Middle seat gets the armrests. Dude, traveling is nuts, dude. People are crazy. People are yeah. terrible. Uh, Vile. They're yeah, making they're, they're, they're making it harder on you, though. It's like yeah, the, the planes are smaller. There's less leg room. It's like they're not. 
people used to fucking wear suits just to get on a fucking plane yeah and now everybody's you know you're lucky if they fucking shower yeah it's like my well it's it's not but they don't treat you like you're fucking it's any kind of special thing it's like everybody's no. piling into a fucking the bus that takes you down a rosarito yeah it's, it's your cattle <laughs> and there, there's completely void of any kind of customer service as far as the airlines go the last time we flew uh when we went to the boat it was i don't know if i said anything it was absolutely fucking ridiculous it was absolutely ridiculous they we were the so it's my fault right because i, I hadn't flown south flown southwest in a while and i forget about the check-ins right that you can check in like 24 hours but southwest now sells like an, an automatic check-in for like 15 dollars. Right. so most people do that so literally on the way home this is after i i checked in an hour 23 hours in and we still got the final the last boarding group 23 hours before the flight but yeah, anyway you, so, so you gotta so, you gotta it's it's all pay for performance with southwest now it's like yeah. if you're not buying the fucking business select or whatever which just gets it all that does is gets yeah. you your well, the, the hack is family boarding so we were good anyway but so so that's what happened we flew out uh john wayne right we're nice we're we're nice and early i we checked in at the at curbside right about an hour and a half before the flight and we get family boarding but uh my oldest roommate gets bumped because we were the last people to check in to, to a different flight there, there was there was no option for a different flight they had combined two flights um and it was a, it was a nightmare we, we made a we made a big stink and uh finally got you know they're offering people money to get off the plane and they did finally but then it was because there were we, we did find out there were two uh obese passengers on the flight and so they they take up two seats and you have the option to to select that when you are booking your ticket but you have to pay extra and so they just don't and so they end up taking seats in full planes that so the people get bumped because of that yeah. So, I mean, the, the the greed of the greed of the airline, and 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 they were just like, yeah, no, sorry, that's just how it goes. They're like, fuck no, like because standard practice is to fucking oversell the fucking flight because yeah. they know that ninety two percent of people on average, only ninety two percent of people show up, and so right. they sell hundred and eight percent of the fucking yeah. capacity. And then they combine flights, and it's just like fuck you. Yeah. And that that's their exact attitude. Fuck you. Sorry. No, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. And it's like, do you know what goes into most people traveling? Right. The majority of people who travel, there's 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 arrangements. Like for us, we had a I mean, we had a pretty strict schedule, right? There's hotels, there's rental cars, there's people picking you up, there's all kinds of shit. There's people who, you know, are they got a two hour window before they have to be at something or right. And and yep. and they just they're just like, fuck you. And uh, I was gonna make the internet if if she didn't get because <laughs> um, me and the, and the little one boarded, and she was freaking out. She was crying, and we're sitting here like, "Yo, we're we got a we're a family here. We can't right. You're not doing this." And it was me who would have got off at the end of the day, but like, I, I was so fucking mad. The uh. So I had I had a good experience. 
on on my Denver thing, but it was just purely because my wife forgot to turn off uh, auto rebuild on something. Um, when we had gone out to the boat and we're flying back through Denver, we signed up for clear and which is the it's not tsa pre it's not that good but it's like private company if it basically you they take your retina scan it's and a retina scan fucking, yeah yeah and i'm sitting there going like i'm like I, and like i'm like i'm looking at this because it's labor day weekend now that i'm flying out of denver on labor day weekend and i'm like i'm looking at the line for security i'm like motherfucker so i go i'm like oh they've got clear i'm sure my wife didn't uh i'm sure it's it's the trials expired i will um i will stand in line so i'm staying in line to get to rebuy clear and the lady comes and and talks to me she's like oh no if you go through it'll just scan your fucking eyes and if you need to pay you can just put your credit card in there i'm like a i understand that i've signed up for a retina scanning service but b that's a little creepy um but now, now they got you so then I go through the line and I fucking I, I, I put my eyeballs in and it goes proceed. And I'm like, for a second there, I thought that the, there was like a glitch in the matrix or something. So I get through, put all my shit back in my bag, call the wife. And I'm like, hey, uh, the, the clear thing just works. She goes, yeah, the fucking auto bill hit like two months ago. And I got mad at myself. I'm like, no, no, no. It just saved me like two hours. We're good. Fucking leave it on. Pay for it every year. No notes. Just keep it, please. Um, so anyways, highly recommend fucking getting clear. At huh. If you travel even once a year, it's fucking worth it. Anyways, just my two cents. Okay. Um, is it podium time? Do I do the podium now? Sure. I think it is. So, uh, t- t- favorite three people of the week. Um, uh, <clears throat> Frank, Frank Gore, um, people who download the podcast, um, and uh, you know my mom for letting my wife and kids stay with them for a weekend and basically waiting on them hand and foot. Yeah, that works. Big ups to mom. Big ups to mom. She's a nice lady. She crushes it. She does. Yeah, she's in the game. Mouth. She fucking, she's got a mouth on her. She'll fuck you up. Oh yeah, no, she's the best. Yeah. Um, but, but very, but with with absolute class. Well, with an, it's the accent more than anything. That, it is, that, and yeah. it's 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 a wit. Oh, she's she's wonderful. Yeah, big fan, big fan. Um, do we get any comments? We got four comments in the fucking uh in the YouTube chat. Yeah, you too. Juan Gonzalez, Doug, you've got his rookie card. I do. Played right field. Um, love you, boys. Keep doing what you're doing. Heart emoji. Can't wait for the Cousins curse this year. Aiden Olison, love the pod still. And Arnav, just said hi. Hi, Arnav. Hey. Hey. Thought it. Um, and then uh, I guess I guess it's hockey time. And we are off.
It's the yawn every time that gets me. Uh, he tapered off there in the first time. Well, I thought we were getting a little more moderate, but he, he kicked it out. No, he, he it fucking out. came through. It was it was <laughs> like uh, like uh, Taylor Hawkins or Shane Hawkins' kid or whatever, just like fucking just banging it yeah. out. Yeah. I, I'm tired. <laughs> I, I, don't, well, I don't know how I don't know how you come why we don't have a recording of this one time. And I just, right. I just turn into a recording, but like doing it live every time. Maybe I'll do this one because I like the yawn in it. This was yeah, a good I was yawn. laying I was laying down for that one. I didn't give it my own. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, I'm sorry. I wouldn't I don't think this is our go forward on the recording. But um anyway, to get on with it, good news that the uh hockey world cup is back in 2024 uh yes yeah so you know all the euro bullshit and the and the covid and all that's gone and and so we have a a hockey world cup back which is um really really fun to watch so excited for that come 2024 um and then we can talk about them off i can't believe i can't believe covid wasn't even strong this is this is how i know covid was was a hoax because it wasn't even strong enough to kill america's fifth most popular sport Sorry, this it just it doesn't belong in in hockey in hockey corner. That that kind of negativity. I apologize, Trevor. It just sorry. So we can go on and talk about some of the offseason moves. Obviously, it's the off- everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that seventy five percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over thirty five, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.